Hello and welcome to The Playback with Cesar Torres. The Playback takes a look at new and old music releases. I am your host Cesar Torres, and I want to thank you for giving the show a listen. It's greatly appreciated. This is a music podcast where I offer my thoughts on albums and break them down, whether they were released this past week or decades ago. This week, I only have a few new releases for you, as I'll cover the new Perfume Genius, the 1975, and Jeff Rosenstock. So without further ado, let's get right into the show. Alright, so the first artist I'll be talking about is Perfume Genius, aka Mike Hadrius. I feel like he's more prominent than his other band members. He's not a solo act, he's definitely a band, but I'm saying he when I refer to Perfume Genius, but uh, he's definitely uh, the face of Perfume Genius, which I feel is a band that I should like more. You know, he has this mixture of art pop and shoegaze and and synth pop. Hadrius has this wide vocal range and the lyrics tend to be dark and a bit somber, uh, and it sounds like his music should be right up my alley, but I I don't know. His music just doesn't stick out to me as much as I think it should. I was definitely a fan of uh, Too Bright. That was a good project, and I like songs like Slip Away and Queen. So when I heard he was releasing a new project this year, I was hoping that this would be the one that finally made me a perfume genius super fan i'd be part of the fan club and whatnot and for a bit the project kind of had me it features lush production lavish instrumentation personal and reflective stories this is nothing new here but much like his other work this album doesn't really impact me as i think it should and at times it feels unorganized and inconsistent it's a shame since i think this album starts off really strong Whole Life kicks off the album with a sobering statement, half of my whole life is gone. This is just such a powerful line. It really gives us, the listener, a deeper look into what Hadrius is thinking. This is accompanied by this distant organ, and it later builds with slow-moving strings and piano. It's very gorgeous. Yeah, I feel as if Hadrius doesn't want us to feel that full extravagance as he kind of brings us back down to earth with that sombering statement again. And this kind of atmosphere continues with Describe, which is personally my favorite cut off the album. It's moody, it has these noisy, hazy guitars, and kind of feels country-like with its plucking. And I guess, you know, Hadris has this kind of southern twang that you really kind of have to hear for. I might be raging, but I I kind of feel this country influence on this track. The lyrics explore a darker side as Hadris goes into this numbness and almost depression that he's going through. It's really profound. And this track keeps on giving as the arrangement kind of eventually gives away to this ethereal ambience that is beautiful and somewhat reflective of Hadris's desensitization. But then something strange happens as the next track Without You starts. After this sort of dark intro, we're introduced to sunny, twinkly guitars that sounds like it could be off of a fun indie summer bop that you'll play on your radio as you're driving with the windows down on a warm summer day. Really threw me off guard, especially since this track could have been a really good one if Hadris followed through with the mood he set up with the past two tracks. This song deals with his body dysmorphia and... I just don't think the instrumentation complements it. 
The cherry on top of it all is that this song sounds incomplete as it abruptly ends around the two and a half minute mark. And this isn't the only time this happens on the album. After Jason and Leave, two songs that I feel explore the sensuality and intimacy as well as more darker aspects. On the Floor and Your Body Changes Everything follows those two tracks. On the Floor isn't really a bad track. I actually kind of like it as it got stuck in my head, but this synth poppy song doesn't really belong. It doesn't feel like it belongs on this album. I would have preferred this kind of stayed as this one-off single or used on another album. That's not to say that I don't really like albums that hop moods, change between genres. Actually, there are a couple albums like this that I think pull it off. I just don't think Hadris makes it work here. But I think ultimately my dissatisfaction with this record stems from wanting to hear more of that dark material that Hadris set up earlier on this album. And there are certainly moments like this later in the album, some dream explorer sacrifices Hadris had to make to become a musician. It's another noisy, country-ish song that eventually morphs into this atmospheric Baroque pop tune. It's one of the only times a composition shifts seamlessly between movements in this record. Nothing at all also features booming reverb guitars that builds to a satisfying climax. But, you know, the lyrics can get repetitive, but at least it's a decent song. Other times, tracks feel unfinished or underdeveloped. Without You is an example that I've talked about before, but Moonbend is just so boring and it feels like it needs more. When there's nothing happening to the melody and Hadris's soft and elongated vocals make the track feel longer than it is, then it just becomes agonizing and I, I just want it to be over. But the song has its moments as the occasional woodwind, string, and vocal harmony are stunning. It's just I think if I heard more of this throughout the track, it wouldn't be such a pain to get through. And again, Hadris does a lot of things on here that I think are great. It's just that sometimes this album comes off as incoherent and a bit disjointed. And the lack of that dark material that was compelling earlier on the record is just few and far between that I can't get into this record as much. There are certainly good tracks on here. I've talked about them. Whole Life, Describe, Jason's a Good One, Nothing at All, and Some Dream. I'm going to give this project a 6 out of 10. Stay tuned because I'll be talking about the 1975 next with their new release, Notes on a Conditional Form. Alright, and we're back. Right now I want to talk about the new 1975 album, Notes on a Conditional Form. Now, I've kind of had this weird relationship with the 1975. I wasn't interested in their music when they started breaking out. Um... Although I did like some of their singles, uh, particularly Chocolate, The Sound, and Somebody Else. I thought those were pretty decent, uh, either synth or indie pop tracks, and I think they do that very well. Their style complements that kind of songwriting. Um, but it wasn't until their last release, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships, that I started taking more notice of them because they started getting a lot of critical praise for that album, uh, especially Pitchfork, giving it their best new music and an 8.5 out of 10, 
so I just had to listen to it. And I even had a friend come up to me around that time when that album came out, telling me how much it reminded them of Radiohead. And I was just like, okay, I got to listen to this for myself. And while a lot of those songs off of that album were generic pop ballads, I will admit that there were times where Inquiry impressed me, especially the second half of that album, because it featured some of their best arrangements, uh, featuring stuff like soft and jazzy to the lavish and orchestral. And I was I was just surprised, but I, I was thinking, this is what I want from my 1975 music. You know, if they did more of that, then I would definitely be eager for their next release, which here we are. Fourth full-length project, Notes on a Conditional Form. Uh, 22 tracks long, their longest album to date at an hour and 20 minutes, which was kind of intimidating to me because I've heard, well, I've heard longer albums, but if it was going to suck, then that hour and 20 minutes would feel even longer. So I was hoping for the best, especially since, like I said, I liked some of their music from the last album. Unfortunately, I think this album is a mess, which sucks because I wish I could love an album that could jump from a pop punk garage rock song like People to the cheery Britpop tune of Me and You Together song and still make room for the ambient rave synthesis of Having No Head. Um, unfortunately, the 1975's problem on this album is they'd rather take inspiration from these different genres and copy them rather than saying something different with this genre hopping method that they've taken on this record. I got to the point where I was just like, what am I listening to? Like, this is just so boring. Uh, I think the worst example of this is uh, the back-to-back tracks jesus christ 2005 god bless america and roadkill which one is folksy one is a little more country but i they just sound like cheap imitations rather than a 1975 song the band even takes inspiration from down tempo and trip hop and deep house with songs like frail state of mind yeah i know i think there is something you should know but they just fall flat for me what makes it even worse is that these songs contributes to this bloated feeling on the record why put all of these tracks on just one record why can't either matt healy the lead singer the front man of the 1975 or other band members just release a solo project i thought people which was their kind of punk garage rock exploration if an album sounded like that i think i'd be pretty okay with that i would listen to that i thought people was a pretty good song Especially since I am a huge fan of that post-hardcore or punk sound that they were going for. As much as I didn't like Jesus Christ 2005 God Bless America, I'd rather they make kind of this standalone record where they can focus on the sound rather than trying to imitate it. When you have that focus on refining that sound and putting your personality into those songs, it becomes something different. It becomes more than just a cheap imitation. But anything would be better than just hearing an hour and 20 minutes of just duds and duds after duds. There's some there's some stuff that works on here. I really like Me and You Together song. It, it sounds ridiculous, but it is, it's a cliched Britpop love song, but they do that well. They do that really well. 
Um, the cheery guitars, the background sing-along, and Healy's blissful vocals are just undeniably fun. If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know is another one they do really well, but because they kind of have mastered that 80s synth-pop new wave sound. The up-tempo guitars and horns sound really good on here. I think the problem I do have with this song, though, is that the long atmospheric buildup at the beginning doesn't add much to the track. In fact, I think if it would have been trimmed down or taken out of completely, it would have just been fine. It, like the, the value of the song would have decreased or whatever. It was just really weird to put that on there. Another song that I surprisingly liked was Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied, which was their take on lo-fi hip-hop beats You know that you find on YouTube. It's a tasteful blend of jazz, lounge, hip-hop, and soul. And while it's not the most groundbreaking musical statement, it adds a bit of life to the record. I think the biggest disappointment comes from how this record starts. And it's not because I don't dislike the 1975 or... which is the name of the track. They, they start every album with... called the 1975. It's, it's weird. Um... But uh, it's not like I dislike that, the opener, or people. I've already talked about how much I like people, but given the subject matter of both of those songs, the, the, the first song starting with this call to action against climate change, featuring none other than activist Greta Thunberg, it's, it's a deep, profound statement that I'm glad the band kind of put this in there because I think everybody should start thinking about it. It's a problem everyone should start thinking about. But also people has this message around issues facing modern society and i can't help but think oh god what would that sound like what, what would a whole 1975 album sound like that addresses social issues social concerns they could have definitely benefited from a concept much like they did with a brief inquiry into online relationships you know at least it keeps them on track rather than just messing around and experimenting with different genres but overall that that lack of cohesion and erratic structure really really hurts this record i can't tell you how many of these tracks are just forgettable they're just throwaways they could have easily been left on the cutting room floor or could have been in a solo project for either healy or the other band members they they really need to learn how to make a cohesive album i don't know if they care about creating a cohesive album but if they were able to do that then i think they could really make something great the only tracks you really need to listen to out of, off of this one are the 1975 People, Me and You Together song, Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied, and If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know. I'm giving this one a 3 out of 10. So the last artist I wanted to talk about was Jeff Rodenstock as he randomly released another new album, No Dream. And this is much like the release of Post with no announcement... No fanfare, it's just there. He basically gave fans the new album saying, here, just go crazy with it. Um, and I prefer releases like that as it's, it's such a huge surprise and I'm a fan of surprises. But Rosenstock, you know, he's he's kind of an artist that I don't dislike, but I also don't like either. Although his last project post did have some really good tracks because despite him being this pop punk power pop uh, artist he did display the creative side of those genres whether it be the sprawling pop punk track usa that featured a, a dreamy ambient section and this fantastic build-up at the end uh nine out of ten and tv stars were a bit on the mellow side 
Uh, and Jeff usually talks about his anxieties or has this commentary that's typical of punk music, but he's not an artist that I would say I like. However, these tracks from his last album kind of gave me hope that he would explore something along the lines for his new album. And so now we're here with New Dream. It's an album that has 13 songs, has a 40-minute runtime, and right off the bat, I was surprised as the album starts with No Time, uh, an explosive and pounding track that kind of reminds me of the pop punk of Descendants, while also reminding me of hardcore punk. I guess something like Descendants, but Descendants were more uh, on the pop punk side. Uh, It's fast, it holds no punches, and Rosenstock's vocals are on point here. It's a great opener, and it smoothly transitions into Nike's alt. It's a short and energetic anthem about... It's a short and energetic track about how we're told that buying more stuff will cure us of our unhappiness. And this is what I like about Jeff's music, is that he gets really personal here about his anxieties about the future, and he talks about buying Nikes, but he says he's full of crap. Um, But it's typical Rosenstock, as the melody is upbeat, yet the lyrics tell a different story, as he's trying to deceive you. We also get other great pop-punk tracks like State Line, which features like a more moderate progression, beaming guitars, and a standard drum beat. I personally like the story on this one as Rosenstock opens up about his fears and concern of losing his youthful energy. And when he says, can I take a piece of you? It almost seems like he's talking to somebody trying to vicariously experience that youthful energy from somebody else. Now, these tracks are good, but I quickly started noticing some problems with the album as a lot of the melodies felt forgettable and uninteresting. There weren't any standout moments like USA or TV stars or 9 out of 10 off of Post. Um, The closest I could think of is Honeymoon Ashtray, which isn't really that off the wall. I mean, it plays like an indie rock track with the occasional shouty punk vocals, but it's still a solid track. But again, it doesn't feature anything like an atmospheric track that kind of makes you think, whoa, this isn't typical for a punk track. The progression is pretty easy to follow. The harmonizing vocals are sweet on the ears. But I was really starting to notice that it seemed like Rosenstock was going through the motions as most of these melodies sound generic and forgettable. Like, Leave It in the Sun, The Beauty of Breathing. I can't think of those two tracks right now. I've listened to the album several times now, but it they, their, their melodies just escaped me because they weren't interesting to me. And when Jeff seems like he's trying to do something different here, those ideas are derailed by other random ideas that I don't think really mix well. Like the title track, No Dream. It starts off pretty well with two-thirds of the runtime dedicated to this build-up with the shimmering guitars and a tambourine for the rhythm. Uh, I like Jeff's anti-Trump and anti-capitalist lyrics. However... The last third of the album features this hectic, hardcore punk song that feels like it could have been another song. It threw me off because I wasn't expecting a switch up that sudden, even though the buildup was there. And I would normally welcome a switch up so sudden, but the execution was just sloppy here. 
Um, another thing I noticed with this track is that with Jeff's vocals, they kind of sound off here, especially as he sings, what can we do? Um, as it sounds like he, his voice is cracking and it's just, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Another track that barely misses the mark is, is fame. It's a derivative song, but it had my interest with this slow build up. I thought it was pretty good. However, it loses me as the lyrics you will not control are repeated and it's just so mind-numbingly annoying. I feel like he was trying to go for like a USA moment on here as USA has the lyrics retired and bored, but that kind of goes into that ambient section. I'm bringing up this song a lot. I really do like USA. It's a really good track, but the way he pulls off this repetitiveness on fame it just comes off as really annoying. I remember listening to this track for the first time and thinking to myself, really? Is he really going for this right now? What makes this even worse is that the Millennial Whoop is featured on this track, and if you don't know what that is, it's a shift in between notes that the singer vocalizes. There's a really good video um, on this by Quartz on YouTube, but... To me, the whoop is evident of just lazy songwriting, um, and it made the track agonizing than it already was. The track Airbnb also utilizes the whoop, but uh, it's so much more annoying on this track as Rosenstock's vocals kind of fall flat. This song structures also all over the place as it features several beat changes. Um, the song even concludes with an out-of-place hardcore drum rhythm and guitar riff and feedback. Again, feels like it's the beginning of another song. Yeah, this is this was probably the worst song uh, on the record. But it's just so disappointing that this album is just so forgettable and generic when I think Jeff exhibits some creativeness in his songwriting, especially from Post. But... I was just not impressed with this album. It's pretty forgettable. The only tracks you really need to listen to on here is No Time, Nike's Alt, State Line, and Honeymoon Ashtray. No Time and Nike's Alt, especially if you're fans of like that 80s hardcore punk sound. I am, but I would rather see Jeff do something different with the sound rather than kind of just rehashing it and not putting his own personality on it. It's really, I guess, kind of like the 1975, but um, I would say Jeff is a bit more talented than 1975, but you get the point. I think I'm going to give this a 4 out of 10. It was very meh, not as forgettable as the 1975, but it was still just kind of disappointing. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Next week, I plan on playing catch up as I cover... Moses Sumney, the new Madani, and more. My album reviews and breakdowns are published on medium.com first. If you'd like to check them out, you can go to medium.com forward slash at Cesar Torres. Again, that's medium.com forward slash at C-A-E-S-A-R-T-O-R-R-E-S. Thank you to Chillin' Wolf, Purple Cat, and freestockmusic.com for the music you've heard on the show today. Greatly appreciated. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened to the first episode of this podcast. Much love to all of you. Hope you stick around. This has been the Playback Podcast, and I've been your host, Cesar Torres. Stay safe out there.